It's like, here's a way to be remembered. Go up to a little boy, get his ice cream cone, smash it on the ground, and say, you remember me forever. <laughs> We've been spending most our lives living in an Amish paradise. A churn butter once or twice living in an Amish paradise. It's hard work and sacrifice living in an Amish paradise. We sell quilts at discount price living in an Amish paradise. A local boy kicked me in the butt last I just smiled at him and I turned the other cheek. I really don't care. In fact, I wish him well. Cause I'll be laughing my head off when he's burning in hell. But I, I just think that was really disturbing. Because at the, at, the, at the time of like being like a full on like Christian, you know, yeah. at the time, like, man, that would, that would suck. <laughs> he was in hell. Holy shit. Why would he even speak of that in the song? What is he? What, what mom? Yeah. I don't know about this. <laughs> Welcome back. To the Big Small Talks podcast. Hola. Hola. Um, Charlie is that was Spanish. A no show. <laughs> yeah, he didn't show up. Yeah. yeah. He, he, said, to... he was in Hawaii and he said he would fly out just for the pod. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's been, not a man of yeah, his word. We've been texting him all day. He and... keeps saying he's, only, he's on his way. He's on his way. It's been like three days. <laughs> it's just probably on auto send. <laughs> he just has it like sent. His mom keeps, yeah, his yeah, mom's yeah. actually sending it. Yeah. He's probably soaking up the sun right now. You think he's sunburnt? Oh, he's gotta for sure. Be, he's got to be sunburnt. I'd like to think that he, like, the first day he just, like, got drunk and he didn't put sunscreen on. And then he just, he basically got second degree burns and can't go out in the sun. He's, like, in the room. He can't go outside. <laughs> no, let's not wish that off. <laughs> let's, not, let's not wish that off because that sucks. That's yeah. how, I, I had a sunstroke in Cabo that one year. That was not fun. I was the one that made you feel better. You remember? Yeah. yeah. I put, I applied the aloe vera and you, you, there, it was the first time I heard you moan. You're just, <laughs> I think it was the first time I did moan. You're like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I was like, oh God, I got it. Mom, take over. <laughs> I don't know about this. Yeah. We don't talk about that kind of stuff on the podcast, dude. Don't well, be sharing my, don't be sharing our family secrets. You're right. I'll keep that in the vault. Yeah. Definitely don't tell them about it. Just kidding. Um, all right. So today we talked about, well, first of all, that was, <laughs> everybody was like, what song was that? Yeah. Are they really not going to talk about the song that they just <laughs> Yeah, that heater. That's hot. That was um, Amish Paradise by Weird Al Yankovic. Yankovic? Yeah. Yankovic. Yankovic. Yeah. It was a parody of Coolio's uh, Gangster Paradise, which <laughs> most of you probably don't know. It was from the nineties. It was like one of those like R and B kind of. I feel like I feel like bangers. I feel like most people should know that. Well, people that are you know twenty, maybe maybe our age, like born in the nineties. In the mm, no, I wouldn't even give that. Like maybe like <laughs> twenty four. The only reason I really know about it is, is because, because of weird the song. Al. Yeah, I agree. I don't think I would know this song if I didn't know about Weird Al's version. There's some of his songs that I didn't know. Like there was some. Uh, were like red hot chili peppers yeah so he used to do uh they, he would call polka so he's uh he plays the accordion yeah and he does polka yeah and he does like he'll do like do polka versions of songs yeah so like there was a bunch that i just would have never heard like right. Blink 182 yeah. and stuff. they're like mashups yeah yeah exactly yeah so but the re- <laughs> the reason we use that as our intro song is because we talk about him on the podcast today uh kind of talking about 
uh, Bo Burnham's uh, new uh, comedy special that's on Netflix. It's called uh, Inside. Um, we also talked about the history of our stand-up comedy, I guess, knowledge and yeah, like awareness. Yeah, like our foot in the door. Yeah. And, well, and then just about comedy and music and the fusion, which Bo Burnham does, and then ultimately got to Weird Al about. Right, exactly. Because in this special, if you guys watch it, and if you guys know who Weird Al is, you kind of see a... I get, not a correlation, but you can see the you can see the impact and the um, maybe inspiration that Bo Burnham had. Yeah, because when Weird Al did it, like there wasn't many people, or at least at that level, that was doing things like that. Right, that was parodying Michael Jackson or whatever while they were still in their prime. Right, that artist was, exactly. Which yeah, is crazy, so wild, and um, yeah, Bo Burnham's uh, new special is out, and it's really really it's good insane yeah, yeah it's a it, it it'll kind of change your way of like how well comedy specials should be yeah. used or just videos in general sketches yeah i would uh recommend going and watching it um it's super good um we also talk about a little bit of uh travel stuff i was in seattle not too long ago actually just two days ago and so uh we got into my un <laughs> my unintellectual awareness of geography and uh, knowing oh, yeah. about countries. Stay tuned for that. Yeah. Um, but he's smarter now because of it. Exactly. You know? you know, we like to learn here on the Big Small yeah, We'll Talks say podcast. very things we don't know about, you know. Yeah. We'll just bring up the menstrual cycle and then we'll hash it out and then <laughs> I'll better for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, as always, like, subscribe, share, talk about, interact with us on our social medias. We have that donate link that's up on all of the descriptions of every episode, whether it's on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, all the support is greatly appreciated. Um, yeah, just, just please just tell people about this podcast. Like they don't need to see it or hear it. But they see some dudes that are just doing it for fun, but also doing it right. We're doing it. We're taking it serious. We do a lot to produce this this shit every week. So, yeah, yeah, we just, you know, that's, I think, little to ask of uh, our viewers to do, just to spread the love. Yeah. Sharing is huge. Sharing is huge. And just even, like, if you go on YouTube and you see the video, liking it is just a huge thing it, it reads that the way the algorithms work on these social media sites it's like by you viewing it that's one piece of uh, statistics that are taken into consideration but by you liking it that's another addition and by you commenting on it is another addition and and the more and more engagement that goes on these videos and on these um, episodes um, that's the real way that the growth helps gets brought about because then the algorithms are sharing it to people who aren't you guys. Yeah. Keyword algorithm. Algorithm. Yeah. We are only in so much control. Um, it's really in your guys' hands at this point. Yeah. And <laughs> for you, for those who have, like we appreciate you. 100%. We shout you guys out all the time. 100%. So yeah, we're yeah. working on getting like a little Patreon going. We're working on getting more guests here. Um, we're still working on getting a coffee table. We just got to make these purchases one one step at a time as we are broke. Yeah. But not until you donate. <laughs> not until you donate. I mean, you could donate a table too. I mean, we might not use it, yeah. but that'd be nice. That'd be cool. 
let us we'll know. U- we'll use it for, like, if we seriously go donated a table, we would use it at least one fucking time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be on the podcast with at coffee. least. Yeah, with <laughs> coffee. Yeah, it would be on the podcast at least a couple times. Yeah, even if it's, like, just neon green or something and like that. And it smells like smoke because it came from their grandparents' house and they were chain smokers their entire life. And then they it's threw like it out. The, it's into the furniture. They threw it out in the alleyway and it was used by a couple crackheads for a little while. Right. So, But it looks okay. It's fine. Yeah. You know, it fits. Yeah, it's free. Free wood. It's the best wood. <laughs> free wood is the best wood. You heard it here first. All right, y'all. Have a good week. Enjoy. Peace. It's big, small tops with Jockey me and you. It's big, small tops, BSing with the group. It's big, small talks, expanding points of view. It's big, small talks. It's big, small talk. We going? We are live. All right, what's going on, dude? Haven't seen you. Seems like in a in a fucking week. I think it's been about a week. Yeah, fine. I was uh, traveling, world traveler now. Yeah, world traveler. We're traveling to the states. Same same area, just upward, just right upward. But I had never been over there because I haven't even I haven't been to Vancouver that way either. I haven't either. Yeah. Well, I've been to Alberta, which, which is somewhat up there. It's so it's like to the right of, of uh, British Columbia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And that's where your girl's family's at. Oh uh, well, they're from Vancouver, but we were vacationing in um up in uh, Alberta. Okay. Right across the border. So. Okay. Yeah, dude, it was cool. Um, I was in Seattle, Washington, and um, it was uh, it was nice. I really liked the uh, the weather. That was the air. Seems dude, the air is crazy. There's a lot of a lot of trees. Dude, a lot of the CO two. It's it's so clear. I I I couldn't get over the clouds. Like I was straight up. I would just look to the clouds because the other thing is because there's a lot of like it's it's a breeze. It's not gusty. It's not windy, but the 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 clouds are constantly moving you know and it just they're so low so it looks fake mm-hmm. you know you're just like Am, is this real you know like it's yeah it's the clouds so here nice. like they almost seem fake because they don't move it's like a it's like a canvas it's like the truman show right like that cloud's been there since yeah. i was seven yeah. <laughs> it's the same fucking cloud yeah. Like when you go up to like try to form, you know, like as like kids, you try to like try to make your own like clouds uh, picture. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the same fucking donut that yeah. when I was seven. Yeah, no, it it's changed. it's one and yellow. Yellow, it's, it's it has some coloration. It's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. getting mold. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like those are the fresh um, filtered clouds up north, and then as they continue to come over here, they just continue to pick up debris and all the dirt and all yeah, the. They, carbon they pick up a drinking habit yeah. and they just they're not productive <laughs> that's why like you hear the conspiracies which i don't think it's conspiracy anymore but like of the alternate like synthetic uh Sorry. weather alternating so uh-huh. like planes you know go in the air and then they just drop like certain salts or whatever to produce more like water filtration interesting yeah and so that's i a don't real thing? know exactly about it but i hear it's on dis- undisclosed and uh what's his name um alex jones talked about it but like i guess it's a whole thing and that's a real thing like it i think so it's an yeah actual thing. i can't confirm yeah <laughs> you know keyboards over there so yeah huh but uh anyway yeah water just, filtration clouds 
Yeah, just say um, um, man-made weather. Man-made weather? Yeah, man-made weather. Let's see here. Mechanical weathering, also called physical weathering, causes rock to crumble. I don't think that's it. Maybe man-made clouds? (laughs) Man-made clouds. Making artificial rain clouds? Does that seem right? Yeah, I get it. Hello, everyone. This is your Daily Dose of Internet. NASA created this huge facility to test out their rocket engines. Every time they conduct a test, an enormous amount of hydrogen... This guy kind of sounds like Bo Burnham. Mixed together. A little bit. As a result, these engines are basically pumping water vapor into the atmosphere. After about an hour, this water vapor will eventually fall back down as rain. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Person pulled her car over because she heard a strange sound coming from her engine. Oh, my gosh, I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course. Oh, my gosh, I'm so scared. <gasps> what? Oh, oh, it is, it's, oh, it's going into something else. Oh. Oh, that's fucking weird. That is weird. Um, move over um, the, the the screen on um, the computer screen on the second camera right here on the OBS. Yeah, yeah. Scoot that over because just line it up a little bit to the left. Uh, up, up, left, up to towards me a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I think that's better. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Um, well, what I was talking about is that there was uh, that there's uh, like plane pilots that are like contracted by the government to like mm. to like I think just put some sort of chemical compound into clouds already made, and then it just produces gotcha. weather. So interesting. But uh, Seattle, I don't think that's happening. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it's so clear. It, the the vibe that I was getting was very similar to like. Uh, San Francisco, in terms of that's where you are near the water because it's a lot of ports and bays, and there's a lot of like boat docks and stuff like that, and they have a pier, so you get that kind of like vibe. But if you look out, it's just all trees, it's all mountains. There is like several mountains, like within like distant views that like still had snow on it, and so you, you, then you kind of just look at your surroundings, and everything's like super tall trees, like super green. Everything looks like really healthy, so it was like it was just a nice change of pace. Did you go to the beach at all? There, there wasn't like a beach because it's the Seattle it, within in in the city of like Seattle, like the downtown area. the The water that's surrounding it is like in a canal, and then the is it the North Pacific Ocean? Like you got to go around mountains to get mm-hmm. to it so it's almost like huge lakes that's what yeah. it looks like so it's very still water which is which kind of gives it an even cooler vibe because you're like the, in this in between of am i at a lake or am i at the beach you know you you're just it's a really cool is seattle like right like um geographically by the coast or is it more yeah. okay yeah like so if you get out of those mountains that i was talking to you about like you're right there on in the ocean yeah i think san fran it's like there's it's more on a channel that yeah. feeds into the ocean more than it's like actually like on the water on the beach i think yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah. yeah i mean that's that's like san francisco too where it's like there's just pebbles and it's just not really 
meant to. I mean, yeah. I think uh, like beaches in Southern California, like that sand, that's like man-made. Really? Yeah. Like it's just, it's, I mean, it's just kind of grounded up rocks and it's just used and it's just plowed over. Mm. Yeah. I wouldn't know. Cause I mean, there's other beaches that have similar sand. So I don't think it's necessarily man-made. Maybe, maybe they've added to it. You mean uh, in Seattle? No, 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 like in California. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Like, I mean, once you get towards, like, when you're, I don't know, when you're just diving, like, body surfing, you hit the ground, it's still the same sand. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. But I don't know. I The more and more, like, I kind of, like, explore over here a little bit, you know, I I do want to, like, end up, like, in a mountain area. I think I'm more of a mountain person than I am beach. I love the beach. Don't get me wrong. I will never say no to the beach. But there's there's more of a desire to be steady in a in a mountain area in nature and trees, the like the fresh air. I like doing those outdoorsy things there rather than like at the beach. I get I kinda get exhausted from the beach, you know, like just the heat and I don't know. That's just like my personal take yeah. on it so far. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I'm excited I'm excited to like continue to like we're gonna be going to Boise this month. At the very end of this month. Damn. I know. So I'm excited for that too. It was it was interesting to be traveling um like during this whole COVID thing too. Cause dude, oh like the the airports were so hot. I don't know if it's because it's cold in Seattle, but like their AC was not on. And it was you had the masks on and there were so many people. I mean, you would have not thought we were in COVID. It was like, it was so many people. Just backed up. Was there yeah. people, would you see people just every once in a while without a mask? No. Just, it was no. all masks. They were, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's a blue state. And I think like they're pretty on it. Like everybody, even just in, walking like outside, people were like running, biking, like skating. Like they, they were all out, but they were all in masks. Mm -hmm. Like over here, you kind of like you. If you're outside, you pretty much don't see anybody in a mask. Did you happen to talk to any locals like about it? Yeah, um, we had we had an Uber driver, and he was like, "So, did you guys get vaxxed? You know, just right up first, front, yeah, right time. up front, maybe yeah. just for his own sake." He's yeah, like, yeah, um, I'm not yeah, gonna let yeah, you. Yeah, this yeah, fucking yeah, car exactly. If... Like, get the fuck out. Um, but he asked, and we're like, "Yeah, we both did." And he's like, "I just actually had COVID in December, so," and he's like, "And I'm still feeling the uh, side effects." And we're like, "Really?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, I, I got vaxxed and everything, but like, I got like a long term, like pretty severe case. Like, luckily not like death or anything like that. But um, yeah, he was like, yeah, I'm still like feeling it. Like things that I would do that would not have been like considered like physically like alarming or anything like that. He was like, it, I feel like I ran a marathon when I just do those like normal things still. Mm -hmm. Damn, that's wild. Well, and that was the first state to get hit with COVID. In, like with that, with that cruise, the, yeah, with the cruise that came from, I believe, came from China, mm. and then came through Seattle. That's where they they found it. So maybe firsthand, like everyone's yeah. just like, we're not this hit us this. in fucking like <laughs> November, yeah. December, and yeah, they yeah. knew about it. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, we're not playing any games here. So they're yeah. probably gonna be the last ones to like lift any. Well, yeah, because imagine if they had another breakout. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like Seattle. What the fuck, yeah. dude? Like. <laughs> We, everybody knows you have yeah. trees yeah. you have trees you have the clouds the clouds don't help jesus christ we're gonna have to put fucking mask on the clouds and the trees 
<laughs> and that's oh my god! The and they would do it too. If they got if they got blowback. <laughs> it was it was funny because we um we were walking to this brewery and we saw uh you know like you just see dogs you know that's like kind of like what we look for it's like normal, is everybody right. has a dog out there and uh one of these we it was like perfect timing to where we were talking about wearing face masks and stuff like that within our conversation. And we just like look over and there was one dog walking this way and another dog walking this way. And this dog had a muzzle on, but it looked like mm-hmm. a, a, a yeah, flannel yeah, yeah. one. I was like, that one's not vaxxed. It was like, that one's fully vaxxed. And like, well, dude, it, it was hilarious. That would have been a funny picture. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, caption or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was fun. Hey, I could see some people putting the muzzles on saying That's what that I'm like, saying. oh, well, he's, you know, he's like, not he, good around other dogs, but in their mind, they're like, we don't want him to get COVID. Fucking like, he's not going to want to get vaccinated <laughs> and like. He has political views that I don't agree with, so <laughs> fuck it. I pay his rent. Right? He's, yeah. Put that shit on. Yeah, put the shit on. Yeah, we're going out. Come on. Yeah, but it was a it was a cool experience. We got to do like a bunch of stuff like in the city. We didn't get to go out. I was going to like say too, like before going in a restaurant, like they have the muzzle off. It's like, all right, we're going in. And the dog's just, he gets ready. Yeah. And then just puts it on, yeah. going inside for respect. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, that's it. <laughs> you were also saying that um that you noticed uh like a, a number of uh homeless people too running it's yeah it's not around. so much the, it wasn't so much the number because the number wasn't what was um i guess eye-catching it was like the type of homeless so and it just could be erica was saying that like I'm biased, but I, I really do I think that like I did notice this for a reason because but so in LA, you there's a lot more homeless people, but they just kind of seem more to like to themselves and they're not doing anything that that crazy, at least during the day. At night, you know, I don't really know. I'm not there at night. <laughs> but during the day, like they're pretty much just kind of living. Like they're especially like in Skid Row. Like they're just walking around doing their thing, like you know, whatever. Like it's so, normal to just yeah, yeah. drive around, like drive around, you know? walk around. Like when you go to the art district or like whatever, you know, like you're really not bothered. And mm-hmm. yeah, like some of them will ask for some money and stuff, but like it's nothing out of the ordinary. And in Seattle, I was only there for three days, four or four days, three nights, and I saw um, people shooting up. Like I saw people like under like blankets, like and the blankets were like moving, like at a park, just like daylight like no shame whatsoever i mean uh weed is legal there so like just people like lighting up like non like kind of like here like, it wasn't a big deal but the heroin thing was kind of like whoa like i hadn't seen like needles like that like just as much as i did mm. and so and then the people were more they seemed more like schizophrenic kind of like talking to themselves and like bugging out kind of kind of deal mm. whereas in san diego la and like even San Francisco, it was just kind of more like tamed. It was more like low key. They looked more like stoner or like druggy or uh, sorry, uh, alcoholics kind of vibe. Whereas over here, it felt more like tweakers, like yeah. some hard stuff. So maybe it's the opposite of the clouds, like you know, like <laughs> like clouds going up there is better. But then just yeah, something yeah. about them. Yeah. Also, like we haven't truly been to a lot of like downtown areas like in the last year or so so maybe just generally across the board it's probably getting worse i follow i started following this page uh, it's like streets of los angeles on instagram okay and it's just showing a bunch of crazy shit that's going on in the streets like uh apparently there's like an average of like 24 encampment fires so encampment is just like 
a, like almost like a neighborhood of tents or just tents yeah, back okay, to back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just every day there's just new fires, and it's not just like on a street where there nothing's getting spread. It's like always uh, next to like a like a a freeway underpass, or there's mm. there's just things you know that's getting affected. If you see Venice, it's like all over the place. Yeah, and the whole thing there is that they say it's all drug related. Like it's not like just people just trying to live, you know, cheaply or, or something like that. Yeah, no, it's just all about them finding a place to do drugs. Mm. So interesting did you hear about did you hear about that i don't know if it's a park or but 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 it's a location that um jaden smith bought to house homeless or he's like building a restaurant where homeless can like eat for free in la Hmm. yeah i don't know probably like hollywood or i have no idea i don't know let's see here yeah i mean that sounds like a great idea. I just wonder if that'll, if they have some sort of limitations so it won't get exploited. Uh, maybe it's not housing. It's I think it's a restaurant. So um, it's just free meals. Let's see here. It's a food truck. Food truck, free meals. We name Heather Smith. I love you, food truck operation that was launched almost two oh, years ago that's... on his 21st birthday. That's cool. Like if it could just if if it could go to those places where there's a lot of homeless people, right? Because imagine he's just up in like Hollywood Boulevard, like <laughs> just in where like like there's just not like a lot of homeless people to begin with, right? He's like giving it out to like two people a, a year. Yeah, <laughs> making yeah, it sound there's like good no home. There's yeah. just no homeless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he leaves yeah. before they yeah. even get there. <laughs> like, let's see. Uh, Smith's vegan meals found their way to eight thousand of la skid row residents eventually i love these efforts were expanded to serve at risk residents in harlem new york city so i guess he already started a food truck and i guess they're maybe expanding to do more yeah. in skid row that's that, cool yeah that's tight yeah something yeah i thought i thought you were saying like it was like a, a restaurant at first i was like I, well like that's, how are they gonna... uh that's honestly what i i thought but yeah, that's, this that's this, this better, is probably more, more secure yeah you know yeah well that's good Good for him. He's been doing. He he does a lot of socially, uh, social justice stuff. He does like the clean water. Like the isn't he like the one behind the box water? Isn't that his too? I don't know that much anything about, about him. him yeah. To be honest, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's tight. Yeah, but yeah, uh, it was cool. It was a good experience. I enjoyed it thoroughly, but I'm happy to be home. I like kind of uh, exceeded all my funds. Yeah the yeah the fun thing. That's like a limitation on traveling because everyone wants to travel, right. basically, and everyone wants to go look at new places. But then, I mean, they're just going to exploit you for what you what you got if you want to do certain things. Yeah, because especially when you're looking to do like touristy things, you know, like we did the Sky Needle. So that just takes you all the way up top. And then we had like a couple glasses of wine just overlooking the view. That was super tight, but that was like 55 bucks. We went to this uh, hole-in-the-wall restaurant called The Pink Door. It's supposedly like a TikTok vibe place that she knew about. So we had reservations there. We went to this uh, dumpling place that was like... Off the chain. Dude. So good. I like a good dumpling. Dude. It's so bad. Just We were just like, can we get another <laughs> one of these? Like another order? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we get some more noodles too? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then... 
We dropped money there, but so worth it. It was so good. You know what I was actually disappointed with? And I don't know if because this is because it was in downtown. So maybe these are like the mainstream spots. And like in the entire state of Washington, there's probably some dope ones, but like their coffee. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was their Their coffee was not anything hmm. Great. Like I go to way more coffee shops over here locally, like in the IE, like Riverside County, even and then LA County, obviously, Orange County, that are like just way better. And I don't know what that's about. I was not yeah. impressed. Hmm. And we went to quite a few because we were like trying to like, you know, oh yeah. the coffee. Like, uh-uh. Maybe that's why Starbucks is started there. Came out of here. Like, that's- yeah. yeah. That's yeah. their draft pick. That's their yeah. LeBron. We didn't go. We didn't go to the the first one. We saw the line. I was like, and like we kind of peeked inside, and it's literally the same thing. So it's like ju- you're just buying. You're standing in this long line just to get a cup of coffee, Starbucks coffee, from the first coffee or from the first Starbucks. And we, so what we did was we just went to the Starbucks up the street. That was literally like maybe ten. 10 seconds a walk mm-hmm. went there the line was super short got a starbucks and then went in front of the other one and just like you know because <laughs> <laughs> we like, made it same, yeah it's the same one we went to the roastery though the starbucks roastery in seattle that was pretty dope they have like the it's kind of like picture like a brewery you know like the big old like kettles and stuff like that where they're like built roasting the beans and stuff so they have that they have their own bakery like super good, like way better than what they produce, you know, over here, mass pr- production. And then they have like knowing what they're doing baristas, you know, mm-hmm. not just these like people that need a job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they, like they actually, uh, we were talking to one of them and they're basically saying like, you pretty much have to have like at least like one to two years experience and then you have to apply. Like it's not like, it's probably yeah. like a really small, like, Oh like no, it's pretty big. It was pretty big, but the the list is probably big, but then they kind of are probably able to funnel, you know, to like get a few. And he was saying that there's one in like New York, there's one in Seattle. And I don't know if he said there's one in I think he said there's three. There's three. But mm. it was pretty cool. We came That's up, cool. Yeah. I mean, just working for you know. Yeah. Like just being there and just being able to see it firsthand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's tight. Just just kind of see where it like came from and stuff. So that was that was pretty neat. Yeah. I mean, McDonald's doesn't have anything like that. Like, there's no, like, <laughs> mother store. And it's like, oh, we True. we actually cook on a fucking stove here. I mean, there, I'm sure there is the first one, but it's just not talked about. The first one's in uh, Redlands. Oh, is it? Or some, it's, like, in the Riverside County. That's, like, the OG one. McDonald's? Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's yeah. a first in and out It's in Downey? I think so. The first Tommy's is in... East LA. Been to that one. What else? What else? What else? Where's the first Jack in the Box? That that was we kind of talked about that on the podcast, I think, one time. The found like the beginning, like the yeah, first one? Because it wasn't Jack in the Box. It was something else first. And then they were the first ones that invented the uh drive through call box. Isn't that wild? Mm-hmm. Jack in the Box was. Huh. Yeah. I had to do a research paper on Jack in the Box. So, like, beforehand, it's like you just go up to window and just, this is what I want. No, and- it was it was the, uh, they would, you would, like, roll up to the um, the speaker box things, and they would, like, come to you as a server. Kind of like uh, Sonic? Like the rollerblade thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then someone's like, we could just do this With by- the cars. Huh. Yeah. I wonder how shitty that system was, like, in the do beginning. first. 
Shh. It's kind of like that Dane Cook joke about uh, Burger King, you know? Like, it's either way too loud or it's way too soft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But, you know, after working in fast food, like, a lot of that whole issue is, one, the worker. Like, it does the worker pronunciate and are they audible on the little thing? And then same with, like, the customer. Because, like, sometimes the customer's, like, on their phone. They're not – and if you're not, like, talking directly to – the call box like it's really hard to hear you or sometimes like the passengers ordering and the person that's in the driver's seat is just like kind of sitting back letting this person order but like you can't hear from the the passenger seat Mm. so you're like it's just really hard to hear you from the and then we have cameras too so you're like it's just really hard to hear you from the passenger yeah they're like oh oh." and then (laughs) yeah no that's that's a good point like you have to be very good at speaking if you really want to get it because if sometimes you go to like pepe's like for mexican food (laughs) And they're like, hello, and then like they don't pronounce their words right because they just assume like you you hear them. But like because they're hearing the white noise and the sound of the kitchen when they turn it on. Yeah. It's like, I can't. There's no gate. Yeah. There's no gate uh, like compressor that's (laughs) like ducking. No, 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 no. Not at all. Um, So I was or recently I was like I went to the doctor and then I had to do my health insurance stuff. Uh And then the person's to help me change my primary physician was Indian. (laughs) And I remember having somewhat like bad communication from them early on when I had to deal with them. Yeah. I think they set their game up or they're just, I don't know, they're just better at pronouncing sentences better. Uh-huh. Like they still have an accent. Are you talking about the Indian culture like from like customer service stuff I mean, in, in the past yeah. to now? Yeah, just from Not get, your specific get, healthcare getting, provider. That's right. Just okay, so okay. like just my experiences talking to yes. people with Indian accents. Maybe they were from here and they just had yeah, Indian yeah, accents. I don't yeah, know. But like yeah. just it was very hard to get through. But now it seems like they. But how they often do you deal with that now? Now. Compared to back then. Back then. Now, I don't know, maybe every other month oh, or really? so. Yeah. So like I, could, I can't remember the last time I had to deal with like it's like or like some tech help or something. Right. Usually. See, but I can't because because I used to have to deal with that when we were with Verizon and when we were with AT&T because they outsource. They, they don't have things planted here. They outsource their tech people f- in India. So that's legitimate. Like why that would happen for you. Hmm. But Apple is in-house. So it's just America. So like anytime you need tech, unless they have somebody from India working here in the in the states or like something like that, yeah. like you're always pretty much going to get in America, and then, um, all of the tech stuff, like all of the uh, Sweetwater stuff, that's American. So anything, it's from Louisiana, I think. So my tech from there is like still here. Native Instruments is here. Ableton is here because they have their site in in um, L.A. So I haven't really dealt with with a Indian accent. The last time I dealt with it heavily was when I was working for Honda and Acura, and I had to train five people from India because they were going to take my job. <laughs> they yeah. yeah they started to outsource uh, for the te- website testers, which is what I was doing. And so I and I'm so stupid, dude. I did not realize what I was doing. Like, not that I would have really had a choice. Like, you know, I was in there just getting paid. So they're like, yeah, you're just going to show them what you do and yada, yada, yada. And so we would go on Zooms and I had to do like calls and still really difficult, even though it was me communicating over to them, you know, because again, like with the accent barrier and then on top of bad signal, 
You know, I think that's the worst thing is like it's not even so much their communication skills because if you were talking in person, you'd probably be chilling. But it's that like bad connection, you know, via the phone or the call box or whatever it might be. Yeah. Just well, and then you get so frustrated hard. and then it's yeah. hard to empathize. Yeah. My probably favorite tech is when I get someone from the South. Yes. And I've only got it maybe twice. Once it was. Ah, at, this is Rachel. How can I help you? <laughs> well, they start. To, well, so my first experience with um, with this dude for uh, for um, uh, Mac or Genius Support. Okay. And um, he was from North Carolina. My bad, YouTube. I left that up. <laughs> Oops. No worries. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, and he, his name was like Abel or, or something like that, like something like biblical or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> from uh, from North something biblical. He's from North Carolina. <laughs> And, um, and cause like I was trying to update my computer cause like it mm. crashed or something like that. And, uh, while we were waiting, you know, he's just making little notes like, all right. So once you get to the preferences, uh, let me know when you're done and did. And I'm like, I'm sorry. What was it? Like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. When, tell me when you're done. <laughs> like, like, and then I'll remember like, Sick. oh no, no. And then tell he st- we started, did. we started talking about food and he's all, oh, I'm a foodie in my daytime. I just, Sick. I just spend my f- I spend my time just on my phone looking at food more than I do Eating smelling it. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just, it's because I see it as like, well, he's saying the same things that we're saying. Yeah. But, but there's some flavor about it. Right. That almost just like alleviates the stress of like, I don't want to be on the phone for 30 minutes with a stranger. Right. right. Um, well, especially when they have a good attitude too. Because then that like that vibration yeah, like, of that I'd be so attitude. miserable if yeah. I was in his position doing yeah, yeah, this, yeah. doing over and over, yeah. and especially dealing with people that like right. may not need help or whatever. Right. So I thought that was cool. And then one time it was for um, Workday, like the kind of the profile application for like Chipotle. Okay. You know, like that's like yeah, when yeah. you request days off and stuff. Yeah. And uh, not even joking, her name was Rashonda. Nice. Hello, my name's Shonda. And she sounded pretty straightforward, uh, like English language wise. Yeah, yeah. And then once it got to like we were like talking about like like just like like when we like the curtain was down, we we're just talking about normal stuff. Yeah. Like then the accent kind of just went in swing and kind of came in, huh? I found my like vowels were dropping and <laughs> but that's just how I that's kind of like how I talk already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, cause I would I think I could speak for you and say that that's probably your favorite accent. Yes, it's my favorite, and I think just at an early age, it was just maybe the easiest or to pick up. Okay, and that I would just say over and over again, and that's. I mean, for a while we had a really good English accent, right? But we'd say it less now. So. Right? Yeah, we used to have a, a hockey coach, and we were with him from like twelve years old. You were eleven to about the last we played. Yeah, last time I played, yeah, yeah, back, yeah, until like I was like. 20 something 21 yeah 20s and just being around him just and it was like an obsession it was it wasn't to like like make fun of either like we were thoroughly like we loved it yeah you know for sure and he was so cool so he didn't really he didn't get bothered by it he would actually laugh about it too because he would make fun of us and he would be able to do a, not just an American accent, but a Californian accent. You know, yeah, the way we that just, we would talk. We would just love it every single yeah, time. Because he laughing. was so good at it. Like, he could just kill it. I don't know what it is about. He used to, we, so we were like 10, 11, 12 years old. And like, he was skating us. And as a coach, you know, he kept calling us bloody wankers. <laughs> at the time, we had no idea what, what he was saying. Meant. Yeah. Because bloody, like, no one just, 
said bloody right we didn't know what so and then we know what blood is yeah but how we didn't know that it meant fuck yeah or the fucking and yeah, then a yeah. wanker no idea what that was so then it took us a while to really understand yeah Yo, you fucking wankers <laughs> you bloody wankers yeah yeah so it was just it was kind of hard to really be disciplined by that and he was and he was thick with the accent when he first came over and then slowly but surely he started to lose it a little bit and uh we would like always like comment on like oh you're you're not even british anymore and And then so he's like played pro and he played with british as soon as he was here for a couple years yeah he would go to to war uh like olympic tournaments as uh, an american as an american yeah that's like what he so which i'm like "Mm, that's kind of weird but did he he have dual citizenship is that yeah yeah okay okay yeah so so he could so he's yeah he could still go up there and yeah be all good yeah it it was sick uh man that's like that's my favorite accent the british the british accent well his he's from liverpool but he didn't sound uh like the Liverpool accent, no. like the Paul but McCartney. Did it, but didn't they end up moving to Great Britain? Because his his family Great, was in Britain Great Britain is the United Kingdom. It's the no, whole thing. No, there's actually a state, Great Britain. So, like Liverpool, the same way. There's a Great Britain also. Trust me, I drove by it. I don't. think Yeah, so. I swear, Great Britain. Why would there's no America, America? Yeah, but I'm, t- I'm telling you, I don't think Great so. Britain, the I guess cap. It's London is no, the capital of. I know, I know. Hold on, hold on. Because I got. I, is Great Britain and the UK the same? Hold on. Dude, I swear. I was there. <laughs> I was there. I know you were and there. And I saw, and I saw a dot. Maybe it was just a really small dot for. So you saw it on the map? On, or? The, on the map. No, not London. Not London. I saw it on the map and I was like, oh, that's weird. There's a Great Britain in Great Britain. I Like I had that exact. The Great Britain is. See? Let's see. But I think that's just like when you click America, there's going to be a dot in the United States. Yeah, but why is it so specific? Click on it. Uh, I'm clicked on it. Oh, God, it went away. Oh, you're right. Because you're on it. Oh, wow. That's okay. <laughs> no way, dude. This whole... Well, ever, ever, ever since I had uh, visited it, because I was like, oh, that's weird, because we, we drove from London to uh, Manchester, and I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, damn. I'm stupid. I'm put it up on the screen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're just like in London, like, could y'all just tell me where the Great Britain is? Yeah. Why is it so great? I just, okay, so just for everybody to see what I'm seeing. So this is, it says Great Britain right there. And so (laughs) I thought that specific dot, because I knew Great Britain was Great Britain, but I thought there was a Great Britain in Great Britain. Look up uh, America and see if like, if it does the same thing. Okay. Okay. United States. Well, there's no pin. See? Yeah, but it doesn't make you right. It doesn't make me right, but you can understand where I'm coming from here. Well, maybe... There's a little bit of justification for well, my Well, maybe idiot. it doesn't do that in America because it's an American company. So they're like, we don't even need to do this. We don't there's even... no dummies that from here that do that. F you. See, it says United there's Kingdom. There's a lot of names for it. I know. It's confusing. 
a lot of different and then great see, and like Great Britain is right here so low and and it's not even the largest look at Manchester's way bigger yeah it is weird okay well you've proven me wrong but I'm glad you did because now I won't ever make this mistake in conversation <laughs> just to make sure hey you believed it though I was I you're was like, about you're to looking prove at, you wrong yeah, you're like looking at me like yo dude yeah, Great Britain is the same they have a soccer team and everything yeah you don't even know what you're talking about you've never been there what? <laughs> I was there I stepped in it that's what I was saying I went to the Great British Denny's what were, what were, so we're talking about Glenn's accent and I was like he doesn't even sound from Liverpool and you're like he moved to Great Britain no well because I was saying his, his family was in Great Britain so so I, I was saying maybe that's why he doesn't sound Liverpool-y because maybe like the different like location but now that do you know argument what city? is completely out the, the door do you know what city I have no because they may have moved they may have yeah they may he have. said he was from Liverpool but he doesn't yeah. sound yeah Liverpool Liverpool. Liverpool. Doesn't sound like Liverpool. It doesn't really sound like Liverpool. It doesn't really sound like Liverpool. Every time, every time I hear like a Liverpool accent, it reminds me of like Dewey Cox. Yeah, like that. I just was thinking about that yeah, yesterday. Yeah, that yeah. the Beatles scene with oh. Jack Black, um, Paul Rudd, and a couple other dudes. I see Dewey Cox. For those of you that have never seen this movie, Beatles scene, Dewey Cox. It's there, it's a spoof of Walk the Line, a uh, Johnny Cash um, um, biopic. Gotta watch this. Only through meditation can you begin <laughs> to understand our role. We're nothing but grains of sand. That was freaking transcendental, Paul McCartney. Don't you agree, John Lennon? Yes, Dewey Cox. With meditation, there's no limit to what we can imagine. <laughs> what do you think, George Harrison, of the Beatles? I don't know. You know, I'm just trying to get some more songs on the album. And, you know. and as Ringo Starr, I'm not so interested in meditation. I just like to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> I like the little one. <laughs> it's so dark in this tent, you know. It reminds me when we... The Beatles, the four Beatles to mm. us. From Liverpool. Yeah, they are from Liverpool. They are from Liverpool. Dark clubs in Hamburg. You remember that ball? Of course I do. I booked them. I'm the leader of the Beatles. <laughs> but I have to say, I like your stuff. It's pretty good. And uh, most of your records I really enjoy. Well, we're big fans of your records, too. We like to think that Hard Day's Night is our guilty as charged. Great record. <laughs> We learned a lot from it. We're record. real big fans of y'all. Huge fans. You guys are almost as good as the monkeys. You guys are great. <laughs> I think I might adjourn to another dimension, take some LSD. You care to join me? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> join us for some LSD, do we? It's mm. good for you. Built by scientists, it is. Lysergic. <sighs> Gotta check with headquarters. Mom Dewey Cox. Think you might enjoy it. Open up your mind to new experience, a new level of consciousness like we do because we are the Beatles. Why don't you just let him decide if he wants to take LSD, he'll take it. He doesn't have to listen to you. You're not the boss of him. Don't tell me what to say and what not to say, Paul McCartney. I'm sick of you being so dark <laughs> when I'm Do you so think that's supposed to be... Uh, hey, everyone. Uh, his wife? Pulls a big oh, no, there's multiple. No, no, she's no, supposed to be Indian, I think. I just sit here while my guitar... Quietly whimpers. Well, you are the quiet one, so why don't you shut the fuck up? I've got a song about an octopus. Jam it up your ass. You're lucky we still like to play drums. Mm. Wow. 
Seems like there's a rift happening between the Beatles. <laughs> I wonder if your songs will still be shit when I'm 64. There's an extended uh, version of the scene too, which is fucking great. Really? Oh, dude, I just think like how fun like that writing session was to write that. Yeah. Like, okay, we're we're in India, like at this uh you know, at this uh, Hindu temple, you know, what would they say to each other? Right. You know? Yeah. For real. It's so good. It's uh were we talking about it on the podcast at all? We, I mean, I think that uh, it comes up in a conversation pretty frequently about like comedy and like what you can and cannot say now versus what you could then. I'm sure we've mentioned it. Yeah. I don't remember um, bringing this up, bringing bringing them up. No, um, but I mean that that probably you could get away with. Right. I think because it's supposed to be well, one, it's a it's. A parody. It's a parody, so it's making fun of something, so they could be a, as outrageous as possible. Right. Two, it's a parody of a biopic. Right. So it's a documentary or a reflection of, like, Truth. someone else's light. So it's, like, yeah. fiction, but it's not. Right. So you could probably do that. Like, maybe someone wanted to do, like, a spoof biography on, like, Lady Gaga or yeah. Miley Cyrus or something like that. Like, right. some contemporary figures. I think that'd be funny. Interesting. Yeah, but I I get I think it would probably have to be later on down the line. Like I don't know if you could do it like currently in their current like runnings of being famous. Cuz like this he was already dead when this came out. Yeah. So it's, sure. and it's and he also had like a rough go at it with his addictions and stuff. So maybe somebody like a Amy Winehouse you could do. Where it's like paying, like, but it's only after she comes out with the true movie, mm-hmm. the biopic, like you're saying. Like, you couldn't, you probably couldn't make that first, like the comedy yeah. spoof. I mean, you, I guess wait. you could, but yeah, it's. It wouldn't hit home. Yeah. Because, well, first, because you got to get permission by someone. So, right. either by them, so like Miley Cyrus, like get permission by her, or right. if the person's dead, permission by Amy Winehouse's family. Or I'm sure, like, some artists are so intertwined with their studio deals that, like, the studios is really what goes down. So maybe, right. like, a Britney Spears. Mm. Like, even if her dad was, like, maybe thinking about it, maybe this studio or something might yeah go down. So, yeah, it's about perception. I mean, they would have to be down for it. Like, maybe, I sure I feel like John Mayer would be okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> and because people love him and yeah. he likes comedy, like, Dave, he would he laugh Dave Chappelle's and stuff. Yeah. He could probably just... Like, you could probably kind of make it, kind of like this, is like, make it fictional, but not... Right. Exaggeration. That'd be sick. Do you think that um, the the writers for all the scary movies, like those spoofs, had to get permission from all the individual stuff that they did? I don't, I don't think so. Maybe the third and fourth, because the Wine and Brothers, they uh, went, went through with their deal mm. uh, for the third one. Mm. so the first two was their vision their ideas their writing right. and then the third one the studio basically kicked them out mm. and so there was a basically new franchise after that so so i think they might have gotten permission towards gotcha. the end but yeah i don't think they did i think a lot of times because they have a lot of like for uh like they have a lot of the same um recurring themes right and um I, yeah i don't think they would have mm. And it's good publicity probably for um, whoever they're making fun of. Because it was like one of right. the first at the time. So they probably just thought, oh, free publicity, you know, so. That was so sick. Speaking of comedy. 
we uh we kind of watched this Bo Burnham special. I'll get to that later. Um, it's uh, called Inside. I'm gonna pull, pull oh, yeah. it up. See, it's not so hard, is it? Yeah, not so you mean easy. not so easy? You mean? Yeah. Um. Well, let's just show. They don't have a um. So he uh, just came out with a new special, and it's called Inside. It's on Netflix, and um, we got through like halfway. Halfway, and it was very experimental, but well done, I thought. Yeah. He, um, he basically, I'm not sure how many months he ended up. Uh, working on it, but he worked on the special alone. So he's credited for writing it. He's credited for editing it, filming it, and then performing it. You made some speculation. You were wondering if maybe he had, like, he compiled the entire thing, like, did a pretty decent job of editing it and doing it all together. But then maybe in the final stages of, like, getting it to Netflix or whatever, he, like, might have had some help. Uh, Maybe. I think that comment was more of, I was asking prior, like, mm. does he do things like, like, did he start when in his early on, I was wondering if he started and did everything on his own. Yeah. And then once he got big and had bigger productions, like, oh, he probably got some help. I see. This though, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't look um, that too complicated enough to just do it on your own. Right. Yeah. Um, and from what I was getting from it is because he did start off on YouTube. So he... He knows his way. He obviously knows his way around production music stuff because he writes all his own stuff. And he was messing with the lights. Like he shows himself like messing with the lights and stuff. And then he show he basically t- like says that he's locking himself in that room till it's done. And so he figured out how to use the camera and he was basically like messing with all the angles and all that kind of stuff like that. So I got to imagine like he pretty much did it on his own. Yeah, and coming from someone that just hasn't really seen him too much, just knows he does, like, comedy through, like, a lot of songwriting and whatnot. Right. I thought it was hilarious. And just how he's able to execute the jokes and the context. Yes. um, I just, like, it made me really, like, care about his point of view. Whether you agree with it or not, which I don't think was too crazy of a, like, point of view anyway. Right. You're able to get what he's saying um especially now like after because he's kind of reflecting towards covid and like right. what he was seeing about yeah. the culture and what was going on yeah uh it's easier to interpret now maybe at the time like obviously it wasn't done until now but it's pretty um, it's pretty introspective that he was commenting on um how like seems like a lot of people like it should like need to have their own opinions about everything yeah. And he's just saying, like, you don't have to. Like, you could also shut the fuck up and it, everything would be okay. And he wasn't even saying that you shouldn't have your own opinions. He was saying you don't need to voice your opinion every yeah. single time. For every single thing. On every single thing. Mm-hmm. On every single social media platform at every single given moment. Like, you just mm-hmm. don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Even so. just for one hour. Yeah. 
As he was saying, like, yeah. just if he could just you could shut the fuck up. Yeah, man. if you could just do that, things could be fine. Yeah, things would be fine. But uh, he was so he was doing sequences of sketches, videos in his in his house or apartment or whatever. Um, and he was just kind of doing like very. He did like a song about uh, white girl Instagrams. So yes. he was like every scene was like a cut from like what you would think like see on Instagram of like what he perceived to be white, like a white a white girl's right. uh, Instagram. picture and then the yeah. contacts like yeah mom died 10 years ago still thinking of you making it easier though. little pumpkins yeah little pumpkins yeah little <laughs> pumpkins and spice lattes and all this stuff like that yeah some of the notes that i had were he depicted a white woman's instagram lauren just hit that um he showcased the process of being an artist which i thought that was pretty interesting because he he shows moments of him being like in distress or being unhappy with the process or even just exhausted. You know, it shows more like the editing, the process of writing, the process of not being happy or satisfied with what you just did. Um, and like, is it even good and questioning, you know what I'm saying? Being annoyed with the thing that you thought was a good idea. You know what I'm saying? I thought that was pretty interesting. Well, that could be sometimes even worse when it's just your own. Cause you're your own, uh, worst critic 100 so percent. i'm sure he doubted himself most of the time most of the time <laughs> well and then because i don't i don't remember what he was where he was at with comedy i don't know if he was done with comedy i don't know if he was taking a break but it's been a while since he's done anything and he was not even sure if he wanted to do like this thing you know so which which is totally understandable, especially because a lot of the stuff that he's done that got him to where he's at today is in front of a live audience. You know, it's like that production of performance, which I actually kind of like this better. Yeah, because it's just different. It, it yeah. kind of fuses your mindset in different ways. Yeah. Like does the whole like like when you watch like a theater yeah, or a stadium and you see the lights and you see the applause going on, it's like you kind of have this expectation like – He's going to say funny things and he's going to get a laugh. Yeah. So this whole thing, it's like you don't know what's going to happen. Right. Yeah, it was like off the wall. Um, he basically, he he asked, is it okay to joke at a time like this? I thought that was a pretty good yeah. question to ask. Because mm -hmm. he would joke, but then he'd kind of bring it back. It's like, oh, like, I don't know if this is okay to joke about right now. And, it, and, and it's uh, specifically as a white male. Right. White straight male. Right. So I thought that was like a good you know, a uh, uh, brick breaker kind of moment. Right. And he kind of, he started off with that, basically saying how he's going to save the world through his comedy because he, because that's the only way he can because he's a straight white male. Like that's mm -hmm. all that he has going for him. You know, it's like... <laughs> yeah, I might as well use my privilege. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he talked about Jeff Bezos and the higher-ups. <laughs> Um, is that the, or is that the same one as the as the in, as the non paid intern or is that a different one? No, that was a different one. Okay, yeah, yeah, that was a different one. Um, he talked about sexting, and I thought it was interesting because he used the mumble rap like Drake flows, like the yeah. Well, and yeah, then also like know? his theme was like this eighties kind of style of yeah. of like kind of pop music, and it sounded really good, so clean, huh? Yeah, he has he has. Really good voice. He's able to mix itself. Yeah. The sound very vintage, like that kind of reverberated kind of sound. Yes. Big and spaces. Yeah, it wasn't Big too snares. clumpy. There wasn't a lot no. going on. No, but it sounded nice together. Well, and I was uh, telling you earlier, like, 
it's almost more impressive to see uh, well executed uh, like context of a comedy, Mm -hmm. and then fuse that with good music. Yes. So it's like it's getting a point across, but it's doing it in a very like laughing way. Right. Which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And he does it himself. So, fuck. And then I thought one of the most ridiculous things throughout the whole thing was his use of lighting. It was so simple. It was so simple. So simple, but it looks so good. It looks so good. And he just did a really good job of capturing like, because it was like a bunch of little mini music videos. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it was like, how do I, how do I make this interesting in this room? Yeah. Like, and I mean, he had me going the whole night. Like I ended up like staying up way later than what I wanted to. Cause I, I had to open today mm-hmm. and I was like, damn, I, I got to shut this off. So I only got halfway done. I'm not done yet, but, um, I would recommend, I would re- recommend watching it. I think it's a good, good, uh, good view. It's, uh, inside by Bo Burnham. It's j- it just came out on Netflix yesterday. So yeah, people are going to start talking about it. I assume a bunch oh, of yeah. people. Oh yeah. And I, I, and I wanted to watch it, you know, to get kind of like on the forefront of it, just to like develop my own opinions on it before anybody else says anything about it. Cause you know, people are going to come after him, but it's almost like he's setting himself up for that. So it's almost like a good thing. Yeah. I mean, just it's, everyone's talking about it yeah. or everyone will talk about it. Yeah. So I'm some, you're going to hear people it's like, well, it's not true comedy. I think will be an angle. Like it's not true comedy and there's no audience there. Right. So there's one angle mm. Two, he's, it's maybe some old fans like, oh, this is not what I remember him mm. for. So there's two. Um, and three, they maybe just be picking at it because he's voicing an opinion. Like, I'm a yeah. white guy that's trying to find. But I think at the end of the day, um, you're going to just see like, oh, he's doing something he wants to do. Yeah. The fact that Netflix gave him an opportunity, kind of like Andrew Schultz. Like, he's, right. they gave him the reins to do what they wanted to do. Yeah. And I think you're just going to see more of this. Yeah. Kind of like, it kind of reminded me of, what's the the dude... Um, that performed on Secret Sky. Oh, uh, Swarty. Yeah, that like kind of did his own visual setup, like it was like a puppet show basically. Yeah. But it, um, it was just in the means of his own control. Yeah. To make it just look like crazy, it was almost like you were watching New Colors. Yeah. I think or new. It was almost like like he was or Bill Burnham was like using new a new film style but he really yeah. wasn't right just because he didn't know where it was gonna go and right it's almost like i came in like naked yeah That's i didn't know like yeah. i just didn't know what to expect. fucking shirt yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it, it was, was clothed it was a good way to like meet your expectations without having any expectations you know oh, and that's i mean for me personally i liked it because of that because i didn't know what was coming mm-hmm. that it was way different yeah and you could have something that's totally different and just weird. Yeah. But the fact that he had uh, just a, a flat out context, like contextual idea mm-hmm. and for you to get, like it resonated immediately. Yeah. So that's what was Well, because cool. in the past, you don't, you haven't liked any of his stuff, right? Uh, when I, at the time, I would say it's been a while since I really like did listen to him. But at the time, yeah. it didn't make me laugh right away because it felt more like uh, like a musical. Mm-hmm. And I'm just at the time I'm like listening to Louis C.K. and more right. like uh, crude stuff. Right. But I'm sure if I went back, I would appreciate it a lot more. Yeah, I think because when I when I would watch his stuff in the past, it wasn't like a 
oh my gosh, this is so hysterically funny. I am on the floor dying. I want to share this joke with everybody because it, because it is a, you have to watch it from beginning to end because there's things that he'll reintroduce. There's jokes that he does and he uses the filming differently. You know what I'm saying? Like in one of his specials, he had made cuts right in the middle of the show and he ended up at a different space and he did it maybe like three or four times. Whereas if when you were watching it live, you wouldn't have gotten that aspect. So I, I, I thought that it was cool that he went the extra mile to do something for his viewership on a streaming site, which would be Netflix. Um, and who knows what he did for that crowd, you know, cause you, you got to think he probably said something and did some stuff there that like we, as the visual audience on the streaming sites didn't get to like experience, but they did, you yeah, know, it was kind of like they're, you know, they, like they got to experience something cool, mm-hmm. whereas we didn't. So for us, it's cool because we get to experience something that they didn't get to experience. I mean, they do later cause they get to watch it too, but mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a. Uh, I think he's an interesting dude. He said he sounded a little bit like Weird Al to me, in uh, in some of the songs. Not in a bad way, and not like in a copying way, but just kind of like, almost like maybe he probably was influenced by him. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Weird Al was. I mean, he got started in I think like '79, '80 or so. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. He well, there was a radio show called Doctor Demento that had a bunch right. of parodies and funny stuff. Right. And then he heard it in high school, I believe, and he uh, submitted his parody of um, My Sharona. It was My Bologna. Yeah. And he did it just he did it with an accordion, and then he had um like a um, pedal board thing pedal boards that with he just, made. And then he just had like physical sound effects that you would hear in old Disney, Disney yeah. films. Then he yeah. got picked up. Um, Wild. And he was a uh, disc jockey in school. I think it was at Cal Poly Pomona okay. or San Luis, some, one of the Cal Polys. Okay. And he was a disc jockey and they called him Weird Al just because I guess he was weird looking. Yeah. Um, but then he got that going and then just he just would, did little side shows and then just built a following and then was able to uh parody eminem michael jackson like i know dude but like so for but he would but he had a good voice and he was a good musician right got like a good band so right so they were and because it's not just like a a general like musical like timeline of like intro course right kind of is but then there's these like intermediate cuts that has to go with the visual with right. the music videos right like you wouldn't you won't get it unless you really watch exactly what's happening in the music videos. in the music video so that's what i think might have influenced Bo. yeah no i agree because the because the songs when you listen to weird weird Al's songs they're really funny and especially because you're able to basically say wow this sounds exactly like the original so if you know the original it makes it that much more funny you know, like when he uh, did Avril Lavigne's uh, Complicated and his version is Constipated. Yeah. It's like, okay, I, I get it. Like, I know that the original is, why'd you have to go and make me so complicated or whatever it is? Mm-hmm. And then he goes, why'd you have to go and make me so constipated? Or, you know, so it's like, yeah. <laughs> their voices do sound similar. Like they're like, like thinking. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like, <laughs> I don't know how you, what you like. Uh, it's nasally, like nasally, and like pronouncing something well, like ca- he's I not guess, Canadian, like, is he? Who uh, weirdo? Yeah, no, no, no he was he was born in Downey. He's How funny, SoCal boy, SoCal boy, shout, shout out, boy, yeah. But um, yeah, uh, that uh, that was like one of my our first concerts. 
Yeah, you went to OC that, right? Fair. The OC Fair. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. That was wild. I was yeah. so pumped. <laughs> well, because he, he would, because um, every, I think, well, at least every song he performed had a music video, so he would right. do costume changes. Yeah. And he would um, act them out, basically. Yeah. So he's doing choreography. Yes. And he's basically, like it's like a musical, and he's like his own yeah. his own dude. Yeah. But he never had any feature. I don't think he ever had a, a feature. He was just himself. I can't think, I think later on he did. See, I don't remember, um, I kind of remember the White and Nerdy, I don't know if it's the White, white Nerdy, Nerdy album, the album that had White and Nerdy, which was from like 2004, 2005 something like or something yeah, like that. That was that, a lot, la- and yeah. then he did a couple others, but I don't yeah. remember those ones. He's bit, He's actually come out as a feature on other people's songs yeah, now. Yeah, that makes sense. Which is hilarious. Which, uh, what are other people? I don't know, let's see. Let's figure that out. Like he would be good on Lil Dicky, I think. Yeah. So he was Weezer. Out, so he was on Portugal's the, the Portugal the Man. He was on Weezer. This one just came out in twenty twenty. I didn't really like it, but Show um, sh- I'll just show the show um, um, I'm f- uh, let's see what's a good one. Show uh, I'm fat. I'm fat. Cause I'm fat. I'm fat. This is um, parody of uh, I'm bad by uh, um, by Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson, which at the time he did this during Michael Jackson's like Life. huge reign, and the music video is exactly the same as. Your butt is wide, well, mine is too. Just watch your mouth, or I'll sit on you. The word is out, better treat me right. Like if you show that to a kid nowadays, like they would be, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, right. Well, and especially if they don't know the uh, the, original, the original or like how impactful that was, or like no one did parodies like this at the time, right? Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, he was, he seriously was like one of a kind. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Which is so cool. Well, and then in and in like he was he was like not your average looking dude. Like it's right. not like in the media or whatever. So right. the fact that he was somewhat like an anomaly, right, was tight. Yeah, but again, like that just paves the way for people like to be like, oh, like I could do something yeah. like that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And, like, you just don't have to be, like, the best-looking person, the best at what you do. Like, you just have to be you, – you have to have a vision and you have to, like, actually like what you're doing, you know. Because, you know, for him, I think he 
you know, really enjoys. I don't know him personally, but it seems like he really enjoys what he does because not only does he get to perform, he gets to be funny, he gets to be creative, he has full creative reins. You know, there's just so many things where it's like, oh, like it's just freeing, you know? There's there's yeah, nobody there. Yeah, like just like you said, I think he he probably does it not to be the funniest person no. or to do the, be the funniest singer or to – or to Best see musician. so far ahead that like, oh, I'm going to be this in so many years. I'm going to do this. Right. It's like, I like these songs. I'm influenced by all these people. Yeah. But I think it would be funny. Yeah. Just to change the words a bit. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And so like Lil Dicky, Bo Burnham, like, I think Bo Burnham probably it's a little more conceptual of like right. making a point. Yeah. Um, but like that's, or like having a point of view, but that's just stand up. So but yeah. I think he's. A stand-up first, but is using music right. to propel it, where him is just, I think this is funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. This is like, I'm not not so much like fart jokes, but it kind of is in terms of like, it's just that one immediate laugh. There's really nothing, No, there's no harm, no foul. You know what I'm saying? Whereas like you were saying with Bo Burnham, he, he wants to get across some ideas and get his points across and there's punchlines and, you know, there's timing and stuff like that. This is just like pure talent with some comedy on it, though. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Especially with the band. Because the band, the reason that they didn't have to get copyrights um, and they never had an issue with that. And they didn't actually even have to ask for permission. They didn't need to, but I think he they does. did. But he I think does. they did. Yeah, yeah he does. Just, just out of respect. respect. Yeah. But, I mean, how many people said yes to him? You know what I'm saying? I think Eminem was the hardest one. He said that he had to ask Eminem a couple times. Well, and he wouldn't let him do a music video. That was like the oh. straw. Like you could do it, but like you can't make a music video. Really? Yeah, and that was on um, Eight Mile. Uh, dun, 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 that's um, Eight Mile. No, that's it's not Eight Mile. It's um, uh, fuck. Mom spaghetti. Please, arms mm-hmm. um, are heavy. Isn't look that, it up. No, that? it's um, it's something else. Lose yourself. Lose yourself. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what it. Lose okay. yourself. I mean, I think that was just to the trailer of Eight Mile. It was like the theme song. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure he had all these ideas for, because just to see him, see this guy, in like like Eminem like attire to do yeah. a music video, and he never did a, he never did a music. Video. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. He did a fake interview, didn't he? Yeah. That's funny. They I remember they played it at the at the concert. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I didn't, I never, yeah, I guess I never knew that. So but that album yeah. was like my favorite album, but I think it was just because of the it was times. The f- yeah. It was the first one that like hit. I think yeah. I heard, we heard that one first. We bought the album, yeah. we listened to that, and then we retracted and looked uh, at the past ones. Right. Yeah. I remember going to, it was right when we moved to Brea in like 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, Dad brought us to Tower Records when it was still a thing in Brea. Yeah, it was two levels. Yeah, and uh, we we bought um, we bought a couple albums and we bought the best of Doctor Demento. So the dude that put this guy on the map, right? And it's just a collection of different parodies from different people. Yeah, or like funny songs. And I remember you, me, and Dad in the car dying laughing. Yeah, like there was a song called Fish Heads. Yeah, and it was a guy just talking about like cut off heads of fish and like how special they were and like it was just so really like really dumb things super dumb things but it was like one of those moments too because like i think we laugh at whatever our dad laughs at yeah 
So like when hearing him laugh really hard about something just kind of strikes a funny bone. I don't know how to spell it. It's this album, right? Yes. And then uh, Weird Al's Yoda. So it's like Lola. Um, oh, make. yeah. Lola. I bet his was Yoda. No, that looks kind of... Yeah, but you can see it on here. This was the be- very best of Dr. Demento. Man, this was this was the album. I think for most people, like, if they haven't seen this, like, seeing funny in music probably would have maybe gone from like um like disney like yeah. that could have been their only depiction of any sort of humor yeah like in um lion king the um can we or can we fall in love or the one where like can you hear the love tonight that one can you f- is it might have been feel feel but feel like timon and puma are singing in yeah, the yeah, beginning yeah. it's like yeah um yeah there's a bunch of them but yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's, like, one of the people don't really get well thought out, like, satire like this. Right. Most of them. I feel like most people don't have the time or patience for it, like, to want to, like, like yeah. sit down and listen to. Because yeah. I feel like stand-up comedy would not be as popular. If it got started now. Not so much that if it got started now, if it continued to stay with CDs. Because remember, like, stand-ups would do, like, albums. They used to do albums. and Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Like if they did full albums. If they did full albums, if, if to be a stand-up comedian, the way you did it was through albums and through live shows. Like, I don't think we'd be where we're at today with stand-up comedy. Well, uh, with the internet, it's like they didn't need to... So the albums, um, hearing from Joe Rogan people, like a lot of the reasons they only did that was like for money... Basically, kind of like merch. Right. Like, let's just kind of sell sell for merch and get more money. Right. Where now it's, I think, the internet pretty much says it all. Like, you go on YouTube and, like, you just, all the clips are there. Right. Um, so, because I think also there, like, the money going into, like, creating your CDs and that yes, whole process. The distribution and all it's that. It's probably just a pain in the ass. So, if yeah. you don't need to do that and you could just focus your time on, like, writing or just right. traveling or whatever. Right. That's probably why. Right. No, I agree. So if, yeah, so like if if the internet wasn't as big of a deal now, they'd probably still be doing that. But you but don't think was. that, you don't think hypothetically, even if the internet wasn't as big as it is or as imperative or that there was that big boom, you don't think that with the development of like video cameras and being more like compact that they would have went towards more like visual as opposed to audio, just just naturally. Probably, but the thing is, it's just more portable. Like to just because you don't. Most people back then didn't have like a DVD player to right. like watch video or whatever. For sure. So it's like whatever you could get your hand on to listen to it, or like a CD, which at the time, like yeah. everyone had a CD player. Yeah, that's so true. So I think it's just a matter of like what's how could you get the content to the listener or the the consumer easiest yeah. and probably was CDs. I just wonder because we grew up not knowing what it was like to get a comedy album because I don't think we ever got a comedy album. Well, I, I consider Weird Al. No, but, I, I um, meant stand-up, like stand-up, stand-up. stand-up. Uh, I guess I just wonder what the popularity of that was. Well, once we got into it, which was like 
Dan Cook. Oh five, oh six. We had iTunes. Right. So remember, we bought Harmful is Swallowed by Dan Cook. For sure. So we did, but we didn't have a CD. It wasn't a physical one, which we could have burned. Which we could have burned to CD. No, that's true. No, you're right. And we did find that funny. (laughs) I mean, for the longest time, you know how (laughs) when you change computers and phones and systems, you sometimes you just carry the original songs you may have had yeah 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 yeah. yeah. so like for the longest time i had some of those dane cooks yeah um, yeah and also the when burning them from limewire right because we would just go on like try to look for all the different sets and stuff right yeah and they would just burn i remember there was some shitty ones yeah like one of the shitty ones um was like a a uh a rip from um a set about the atms Mm mm-hmm or uh, or horror movies once, and it was just like it was funny, and I, like I would sit through it just because I thought it was funny. But I was yeah. like, oh, this is so shitty compared yeah. to yeah, like some uh, of the other a lot one. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the that was the whole um, kind of Russian roulette with LimeWire. You just didn't know. I mean, they had the quality right, so like you you could you would try to get the best quality, but there was sometimes where you would like search for a specific title. And there was none that were like good quality, so you just kind of had to settle. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like, well, do I really want this? Yeah. And be like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I do. Like this in my <laughs> um, but I really, I actually really enjoyed albums be- when there wasn't like a actual uh, live recording of it to see like what was like they were actually saying, yeah, or like how it perceived. Yeah. So there was this kind of mystery of like you're putting in your own head how he's acting mm-hmm. i think dane cook's a perfect example because he's so animated yeah so you're like picturing what how he's doing where he's moving yeah what he might be doing yeah so then when clips started coming about it's like oh that's what he was doing yeah. and then you kind of yeah mix and mash yeah, yeah 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 that was a fun time like getting into dane cook into comedy mm-hmm. and because a lot of it was the limewire stuff and then the little YouTube videos with the uh, very crappy done uh, animation. Yeah, well, you know, the first the, one was it was a, a stick figure one. Stick figures about yeah. it was his joke called it was like being remembered, and then um, it uh, segued into shit on the coats. Yeah. It's like here's a way to be remembered: go up to a little boy, get his ice cream cone, smash it on the ground, and say, "You remember me forever." <laughs> that was one, but like how he yeah. did it was. Yeah, um, you know, as a stick figure <laughs> yeah, and just yeah, like yeah, yeah. like this or whatever, and then it's like here's another way to be remembered: go to a party, a great big party, go to the room with all the coats, shit on the coats, <laughs> and then you come out and be like, hey, hey, so much shit on the coats, <laughs> and then you know it's you, but they don't, and then you're just like, oh, oh, I hope it wasn't on my coats, but you know, and but it's like again, it's, yeah, like, it's a like a stick, a stick figure, figure yeah. and there's just something about that where i connected i got the humor of what it was trying to say and then also there's an audience right to kind of affirm right that it's funny yeah which i think is it's almost like a it's almost like a cheat it's almost like training wheels to perceive well that's why they have the laugh tracks like in sitcoms and stuff isn't it yeah probably so but i think well sitcoms i think got popular before um right stand up but uh, yeah it's, it's yeah. the same concept. but it's like the same psychology it's like if if yeah, they exactly. if they hear a laughing audience at home they will laugh yeah that's interesting it's like we just they just they're trying to perceive a certain way of thought which i think for the most part they're pretty dead on yeah but it does help and it if you take that away 
Yeah. It's not, I mean, even for stand-up, for any, like, any joke. Right. Like, hearing Louis C.K. just talk about how, like, you know, these perversions he's had and all this fucked up stuff, and yeah. there was no laugh. Yeah. You're like, fuck, that's fucked up. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> like, this well, close... Because then you got to imagine, too, that they themselves feel like, oh, this is not hitting. You know, I'm bombing. Well, if they bomb. Yeah, yeah. yeah, That's not a good feeling. Yeah, they're bombing. And so you're like, I got to continue on with my set because I have these things thought out to to work a certain way. And especially when you're trying stuff out. like So, like, when you know they're not tight, they're not well put together, and you're just trying to formulate the ideas and how they're going to, like, mesh into one another. If you're not getting, like, a response from an audience, I got to imagine you're getting in your head. And so it just kills your timing and it kills your – it's distracting, you know? Yeah, but they they later say how how much more you learn from those moments. For sure. Which I think is, like – With anything. Yeah, reflect towards life. Yeah. But uh, going back to Dane Cook, I think that was a good – bridge like to get into comedy because i think he channeled towards more younger people and the like a younger mind yeah so i thought that was good but it would also one of the other people that i brought up was uh russell peters Mm. who's this canadian um indian comedian who his shtick is all race oriented right so he'll bring up like india like his background he'll get into china like he'll get into african Everything white yeah. people, yeah, and um, one of our teammates, who's like Korean American guy, yeah, um, would say his jokes, uh huh, like um, was it he like was talking about like um, one of the Russell Peters jokes is going like Indians and Chinese people can't do business with each other. Like I try to go to the mall and try to buy a bag, and then um, I was like, how much for the bag? And the guy was like, eighty four dollars. <laughs> And then he's like trying to bargain and he kept just upping it to like 50 cents and 50 cents. But he kept doing it like the accent. Yeah. And I thought it was hilarious. He's like, oh, yeah. look at Russell Peters. Which so he never said like this isn't my joke. He's yeah. like, oh. But that but then I used to do that too. Yeah. Where you would hear a joke from yes. a comedian and then you would just like play Use it. it. Yeah. And then you just sometimes hope that no one heard it. Yeah. Which now I always give credit. Yeah, just because yeah, yeah. I don't care about my like, as long as it's funny, right? As long as you get the laugh, yeah, I'll your, get the laugh. Yeah. I'll let them laugh and be like, "Oh, that was a Louis yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah." But uh, yeah, so that was like the next wave of comedy for me was was Russell Peters. Yeah, and it's kind of a deep, uh, in a way, a deep like uh, area of of context because it's like race, right? Yeah. But at the time, I'm a kid. I'm like eleven, twelve. Mm-hmm. so it almost desensitized me a little bit it's like oh like there's this funny thing about this and it was never like a negative thing because he wasn't talking shit no ever like no. it was just like this is what i have observed about this 100 culture yeah so then i would be like oh that's for most of the time because living in socal you we come across similar people that he's come across so 100 like, oh like that's just reinforcing what i saw but he did it in a very comedic way right well, and then the way that they 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 lead up to the joke, and they give you this like backstory, or they give you the context, or they give you like this understanding. You know, they you just you associate with the picture that they're painting because you almost like put yourself in that same position. You're like, oh, I've experienced something similar to that, or I know what you're talking about, or so it it because it's somewhat truthful. You're like, well, no, that's wrong. Like, that's not right. That's not correct. You know, you're kind of like, you get tied in, you know, more and more and more as they continue to 
develop the joke. And then once they hit that punchline, you know, these guys have like perfect timing. They have, they just know and they, they work through their punchlines. And then you're just like, oh, that does make a lot of sense too. So you're laughing not because it's really funny, you're kind of laughing because it's true. You know, like that's kind of what gets those like heavy laughs. I remember I experienced that with like Joe Coy mm-hmm. yeah. when he would talk yeah, about, you know, as fuck. yeah, like I would get that experience with Joe Coy, like just because like everything he was talking about, like even though he was talking about, um, I'm sorry, where is he from again? He's um, uh, Filipino, Filipino. His mom is, it, is anyway. Is it Filipino or is it Vietnam- Vietnamese? I'm pretty sure his mom's Filipino. Okay. Because he talks about because uh, I remember I remember one of the 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 stand-up specials that I because I had seen him before he did his special for Seattle and Seattle there was like a bunch of uh, Filipino people there and but mostly to see him not so much that Seattle's like you know infested with Filipinos but he is like basically talking like crap on nurses. Because they're all, he's like, if it, if you're going to get sick, you know, today, or if you're going to have a heart attack, or you're going to pass out, this is the show to do it at, because there will be 1800 motherfuckers, like, you know, over there to like rescue you. It's like, is he breathing? Is he breathing? You know, doing the accent and stuff. And it's just like, you're just dying laughing. And it's like, it's not because it's harmful and he's not really making fun of the race, but let's be honest, like a ton of nurses are Filipino and like, they're good at the job. They're do, you know, they are, that's what it is. And so there's a, there's an honesty there. And I think that's what correlates with like pretty good comedy. Well, and I just like the idea of like taking a subject and could be like just something meaningful, like the perhaps like the color of this table on the underside. Like when do we ever think about that? But then just saying like what could be funny about this? Yeah. So when it's something on a larger scale like Filipino nurses, Mm -hmm. like that's going to like just the fact that it has like a place like you could – just make that funny. And if it lands, then that just is a cool trick, basically. Right. So. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. What do you think about the – so I would say that like Russell Peters and even like a Dane Cook, people that are kind of like on the bigger platforms, even like a Joe Rogan, they they, they do a really good job of getting their point across without kind of almost being scared of being canceled. I, I haven't really heard about any of these guys that like – are huge hit that like cross that crossover yet but there are these comedians like say like an Ari Shafir where he kind of doesn't give any like fucks at all like he really doesn't care about getting canceled so his awareness of what he's saying it's not that it's non-existent it's that I'm gonna push that boundary so much to see where I can go how do you feel about that type of comedy especially like in our current like day and age do you think that it's necessary do you think that more people will do it do you think that it's kind of like it's going to die down a little bit what do you what do you kind of think about it's interesting well i think because uh the climate was a lot of starting to get it pretty pc yeah but when things are safe, then it's fun to be like the opposite. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what you see the reflection of that is like Ari Shafir, Luis Gomez, all the like Legion of Skanks kind of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's so they're successful because they drive that market. Mm-hmm. So their audience expects a lot of racial slurs or a lot of, you know, this craziness that like maybe if you were to walk into not knowing yeah. that it would actually be offensive. Right. But that's just what they go off of. Right. So with this climate going, you know, kind of leveling out a bit, mm-hmm. you uh, you might. I would think like if there becomes someone that 
become so flagrant. Yeah. Where, which I just don't think the industry is really able to support that. Yeah. Like, I don't think Arshafir will ever get to the top, like tip top, like Chris Rock level or no. Luis Gomez. Um, and if Joe Rogan, so like Joe Rogan's huge, but he, I wouldn't say he's like widespread across platforms as like the biggest person that everyone's talking about. Not, in, I wouldn't say in comedy. No, you know yeah, then yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, not in comedy. So sure. I think, I think uh, there's a check and balances for for that as well. Like yeah. I don't think, yeah, I just think like it's not going to get that saturated. But right. that's interesting that like there's probably going to be more people that are going to be going to be doing that. Yeah, and then that flagrancy isn't going to be as uh, shocking as like it was maybe last year. Yeah. So I wonder if there's going to be a change due to the like generation like age groups do you know what i'm saying because like a lot of the people that i think and this is just me talking like kind of like being a little bit older than you know say like 18 year olds or the younger generation right now even though i'm still pretty young i feel like the the groups that go to these comedy shows they're a little bit older mostly because you got to be over 21 so they're and and honestly they seem older than 21 like there's not when i go to these comedy shows it doesn't seem like there's a lot of like super super young people and you can tell the ones that are because they're the ones that are just kind of getting belligerent they're being loud they're not really even like paying attention so i would say that the people that are there to enjoy comedy they're a little bit older so i'm wondering if maybe these 15 16 you know late high school early college kids start to like get a taste for comedy if they're gonna basically deny it and be like oh no like i don't find that funny or I, i'm offended by it or i'm you know i'm triggered by it or if like as time goes on and they kind of like get invested in it they s- will start to maybe change their mindset and maybe comedy would kind of like i guess be a gateway into a calmingness of let's we can joke about some stuff and we're not being completely serious here we're all just here to kind of have a good time and make light of some dark dark things you know what i'm saying yeah it'll be interesting to kind of see how it plays out yeah i mean there's i mean once you're like 18 to you know young like 20s or whatever it's like yeah you're younger than us who have experienced comedy before all this happened but i mean i'm sure there's a there's a it'll filter out people yeah that actually do understand like oh like i was in high school when you know the um harvey weinstein thing happened and yeah it was like kind of weird to talk about you know girls in a certain way or whatnot so and you know there's maybe some people that wouldn't have got into stand-up because of it true um so i think it's strong enough yeah and that's what podcasts are are here for to at least showcase what you might see in the show right so as long as podcasts are here i think there's going to always be a market for stand-up yeah will it maybe plateau is it like a bubble because netflix is giving so much specials and yeah um, they're reopening the economy now and clubs are starting to just book as many as possible yeah so yeah Yeah. i think just everyone just always wants the fact that people always want to laugh and like need to laugh true i think there will always be a platform for that and i think like thinking about how old i thought i i like thought when i was like 18 19 20 like thinking about like me and how i perceived myself i really thought like i was older and more mature than what i was and then i you know fast forward 
now to 28. And I think about some of the things that I did, some of the things that I said, some of- We were children. Yeah. We thought we were adults. And I thought I was straight up an adult, dude. So I just kind of think about, that's kind of like my, I guess my hope for humanity. You know what I'm saying? Is that like, we're, we're just so young still, you know, especially with this technology and with these, you know, these social issues and all this kind of stuff. Like, I'm really hopeful that as we continue to like start picking these holes in our society and our government and all this kind of stuff that like we kind of start to get older and more mature too. So instead of like allowing to the, like allowing this stuff to like reoccur and happen again, we just kind of nip it in the butt and hopefully, hopefully teach the next generation, you know, some of the negatives that the technology and the social media has had on us and some of the, you know, positives that it has had on us or some of the um, negative effects of like college, for example, and student debt and, you know, maybe doing the junior college first or like going into like a trade school, like, you know, just things like that for the next generation, kind of like not paving the way the same way that our parents and our grandparents did because we're in like a different wave of life now, you know? doesn't really work the same. Well, it's definitely going to be a uh, pros and cons for sure. So like in the, you know, post like 60s, 70s, 80s of the emergence of technology, like it became more accessible to do things in less time and yeah. uh with less people to get information out. Yeah. Right? And that's a really good thing. But then yeah. at the same time you get dependent to it and then the things that we value as people like socializing, like yeah. just human interaction then kind of has to take a step aside because then uh, we're not having to deal with people one on one. Yeah. So yeah, like going into the next couple decades or so, I'm sure there's going to be some really great things. Yeah. Things that I can't even conceive. Yeah. And then there's going to be some things where it's just going to turn me into an old man. Like, oh man, I'm just how it used dude. to be. <laughs> and I don't want to be that guy, but I know I'm going to be that. I know I'm and I'm getting prepared, that. so I'm not yeah. annoying about it. Right. Someone asked me, like, I'm not, I'm just not going to be the ones like, so for example, like, you know, serving, right. uh, we have the little, um, the little, uh, scan code for the menu. Yeah. And, uh, for the most part, you know, people just Are, get it yeah, yeah. and, um, like they'll just see it and they they don't even have to ask like, oh, right. They know what it is. But you'll get, you know, a lot of old people. Yeah. Who come in and you get their drinks or whatever. And then you're just like, oh, are you ready to, uh, to order your food? And they just look at you like. I mean, we would be uh, if we had uh, menus. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, you got to, you know, like scan the scan the code right there. And then almost every time they'll be like, not mad at me, be like, oh. and then I'll always be like, I could get menus like we could. And then I'll yeah. make it like a bit like, oh, we could go vintage. I could get you something to touch like and they'll yeah, laugh yeah. every time. And, yeah. And then, you know, but they're like yeah. frustrated and they're yeah. like, man, I'm just old. Yeah. Yeah. Can yeah I just yeah. get a. Yeah. 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 So I like. You know, I don't want to be exactly like that. And, right. you know, you can make a mistake like, oh, I didn't see the, the card here. I've done right. that before. But yeah. the idea that like, oh, the world isn't um, isn't coexisting around me. Right. Like, that's a atrocity. Like, right. why right, aren't right, you right. adapting to me? Right. Um, and we just see s- centuries or just decades and years in time that, you know, things are just changing so fast. So yeah. it might like might like to our grandparents it might be somewhat similar even if they don't think so right where to us it's probably going to be when we're 60 it's going to be fucking all different it's going to be so dramatic i hope it's funny 
Yeah. Where it's like, oh, this is exactly like the fucking, uh, <laughs> like, fucking Born Night or, uh, like, something like some future movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the... What? iRobot. This is like uh, iRobot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got or, my Converse from... Or what's the one with, what's the one with uh, Tom Cruise? Where Minority he, uh, Minority Report. Report. Yeah. yeah, that one's freaky. Yeah, so yeah, I just uh, I know I'm going to be like that old man, but yeah, I agree. Where like my biggest thing is like dealing with like patience and just like you know, just okay, like yeah, this is not a big deal. Like you know, like and trying to be like that positive kind of person, especially like at work, because I'll I'll get that too. Where it's like, uh, especially like during the uh, mobile order thing, you know, this whole mobile order boom with the the COVID pandemic was like a huge thing. And a lot of people didn't like it because I don't use the mobile phone. I don't like to do it. I want to come in here and I want to order. And, I, you know, you just got to be like, you know, like I, I can't really do much about it, but let me let me show you. And so instead of complaining about it, just bring them aside and then be like walk them through it. You know what I'm saying? And most people would just get annoyed where it's like, oh, like I can't believe they're asking for this again. And it's like like I get it. I'm annoyed, too. But like also – being annoyed isn't going to help the situation. They're just going to come back again, you know? And so it's like what, and so kind of like you're saying, seeing their reaction to change, kind of taking it the step further of like, okay, like I know that I'm probably going to go through that throughout my entire lifetime. And even more so like you're saying with the the crazy progression of technology. So how am I going to take these experiences and learn from them so that I'm not that way when I get older? Yeah. I'm trying to kind of, do that now like i said like yeah. I'm, I'm not necessarily joking when i'm saying like i'm trying to train as an old man right now yeah yeah <laughs> um so like regarding the the menu thing so most of the servers i work with you know they just like you know they know they have you know they're complaining about like they're seeing it as they're rude which they might be sure but i just know that well they're not trying to be rude they're just frustrated so like right. so i see it as more of an opportunity so the whole like oh i got menus for you yeah I'm trying to make it funny so I could like uh, humanize with someone else. Yeah. So that's what I think I'm trying to look for. Like, it's like, well, I'm trying to just be more empathetic. Yeah. And trying, and maybe that'll help me be understanding for when I do have to wear a diaper in yeah, 20 yeah, years. Yeah. 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 Well, and that, that type it'll of. Sick di- it'll be sick diaper though. It'll be sick. <laughs> you think you're going to d- use a reusable diapers? I mean, wash it'll, them? it'll be some sort of like nylon, just like where like it, like, floats and just like i could just go and then it flushes right away okay probably diffuses where like it just like mm. psh, so it's not this like pampers yeah 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 yeah, yeah you can still wear your skinny jeans oh yeah yeah i'll still <laughs> wear my skinny jeans, my vans dude my I, active shirts i say that i really hope i stick to it well because when you see old people yeah, it's comfort it's, right yeah yeah so i'm um, hoping there's gonna be like i mean just try to picture like if active tried to launch like a seniors line, yeah. Like that's what we're gonna wear. Yeah, one hundred percent. So like the same stuff, but right. like somewhat like loose. I'm still, and, like I'm still gonna be rocking my um my Adidas joggers, the Makis. You know what I'm saying? My moccasins. They might have an extra little pad in there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just foot, for support. Foot support. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get a badass cane. Yeah. It's like that like it'll be like my phone basically. It'll have like it'll count my step, it'll count my steps. It'll tell me when to take my medication. Oh, ooh, you should patent this now. Don't talk don't talk about it no more. Right that eye staff. <laughs> the eye staff. <laughs> the eye staff and the the launch commercial is like Gandalf. Yeah. You shall not stop. <laughs> 
Gandalf, take your vitamin C supplement in T-minus three minutes. Sponsored by the uh, compact diaper. Yes. The diaper count compactor. Dude. Sold locally at JCPenney. I mean, you got to th- <laughs> gotta think like like millennials who are like 20, like getting into their 30s. Yeah. They're th- trying to think of this shit. Like they're going to oh, yeah. make it like tight. Yeah. Like being old is going to be. Super cool. Well, especially yeah. what they're trying to prolong age. Yeah, which right now it's going up, but yeah. because there's going to be a population uh, downer, I yeah. think. I think there's less, yeah, there's less older or younger people coming up, so there's going to be even more older people. Yeah. So they're going to have to adapt. And if they're healthier, they'll be able to work longer. Right. So it's just better for everybody. And nobody's going to be able to go into retirement right now, so. Well, the idea of, like, retirement homes is kind of fucking crazy. Yeah. Right? Like, it's yeah. like... um. It makes sense, maybe, like, when they're pitching it. Like, here's a place where, you know, Uncle Dan could go and then um, play cards and dance around with his yeah. friends. But really, it's just, like, the family just not wanting anything to do with them. Yeah, they just... And yeah. just w- would rather pay their pay the rent and pay the money for them to go off. Right. So, which is pretty fucked up. Yeah. I don't... You know? I don't really foresee that happening in our circumstance, you know, hopefully. But, like, who knows? Maybe if you're schizophrenic, I might not be able to handle you. Yeah. And then I guess, I guess, well, just put you in a room with foam, yeah. you know, and then get good. <laughs> give them some crayons. Foam, foam room. Give them some crayons or something. See what goes on. I actually had, um, I kind of had a thought, like, if I was schizophrenic, like, what if, like, I was schizophrenic, but, like, my shtick, like, the thing I was just, I couldn't take my mind off of mm-hmm. was, like, Ableton. Was, like, I'm going to go, like, deep in the, and, like, everything's Ableton. We're in a DAW right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, nah, I'm on audio. Render. <laughs> like, I'm being rendered. I'm being rendered. I'm, I'm mute. I'm mute. <laughs> just something, that's a crazy movie idea. Yeah. Like, a sci-fi, like, yeah. getting... Like fuse into the DAW. Yeah. Huh. So the DAW. So that's one good idea. The, the I, the I staff. staff. Compacting diaper. And the, Yeah, the future diaper. So we got to cut it quits now because we got some work to do. Got to get these ideas down. <laughs> and we're also running on 137. So that's a pretty good time to cut it. So that was cool. That was fun. Yeah. No Charlie today. We'll talk about that in the intro. We didn't forget about you, Charlie. He's Who? living. He's living it. Yeah, he's living it up in Hawaii. Ah, dude. Yeah, he's living it up right now. Living the life. Yeah, he's chilling. All right, y'all. Well, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you. We will talk to you next week on the Big Small Talks podcast. Peace out. Peace.
Every Mac I do it, man, I'm getting too loose. Treat a rapper like a fruit, then I crush him to juice. Yeah, H-Mac, I'm on it, yo, I'm moving in my own way. Yo, I wake up in the morning with OJ. Hey, yo, got him nervous, they about to go. Uh, rappers hella slimy like some juice with pulp. Uh, for me, I do it different, I'm no pope. I'm too clean, yo, I'm juicing all these styles on the scene. Yo, come on, it goes down, I be causing more panic. Wake up, then I sip a green juice, my flow is organic. Yeah, I'ma do it different, it's your man, Harry. Rappers hella bitter like some juice of cranberry. If you ever had the raw version without the sugar, then you'll understand what I'm talking about. I cook you up with the lyrics, so I speak from the spirit. I discern it up a level, then I let the people hear it. Give me another word, and I will proceed. Cowboys. Yo, I got what you need. Uh, turn up the system, I come with the loud noise. I'm a desperado off top, just like a cowboy. Yeah, hey, yo, I'm facing any challenge. I represent the cowboys like I lived in Dallas. Uh, it goes down, yo, I'm raw with the word. Matter of fact, I'm cutting rappers like some boots with a spur. Come on, I do it different, yo, I stay on my course. Yes, of course, I ride a horse like if it was a Porsche. Uh, Mac is different, yo, you know I hit like missile. I be in the draw with the cowboy pull the pistol. Yeah, I really will be winning this round, and I'm so fast. With the draw, I even spin it around. Then I cock it, then I shoot him, and he's dead on the ground. It's every man. I be spitting off the head, and I'm proud. All right, one more word, because three times the charm. Y'all know I will do harm. Oh, gosh. You about to miss if you blink. I'm giving him a moment to think. Do you have a word? Anyone can do it. There's no rules. It's absurd. How about a bird? How about a bird? Okay, that works, cause that rhymes with last word. Come on, it's every Mac, my lyrics get you high in the sky, cause everything I spit is fly. When I get to rhyming, people stopping by to listen. Told you that my lyrics fly, kinda like a pigeon. Yeah, I do it different, I'm rising above. Yo, if I was a bird, I'd be all white like a dove, because I'm representing peace when I come with the speech. Hey, yo, I got lessons to teach, and they peeping how I speak through the beats. It's every Mac, I do it, yo, I see you. Hey, yo, I'm flying overhead just like an eagle. It's every Mac, when I rock, I be scoring, but matter of fact, not flying, I'm a hot, yo, I'm soaring. Wings are wide open and I'm floating on the cloud. Every time I kick my lyrics, I'm explosive and I'm proud. I get